Hey everyone, welcome to What the Finance, episode one. My name is Austin Lieberman, and I'm an Air Force veteran turned investor, and my purpose is to make investing awesomer. Join me as I use my esteemed public university criminal justice degree to simplify finance, investing, and crypto. This podcast is an extension of my free email newsletter, where you can find all of the links images and the resources I reference at austin.substack.com. The link to that will be in the show notes. The best way you can support me is to subscribe to the podcast and the newsletter. And then if you're listening uh, in your favorite podcast player, uh, just leave a rating and review and that'll help other people find us. So let's get started with episode one of the podcast. And what I'm sharing today is, um, you know, directly from the, the newsletter. So check that out. But it's my framework for investing in crypto as a stock market investor. And it comes as a little bit of a, maybe a confession. If you already know me and, and you know what my feelings have been on crypto previously, and you know, my background as a stock market investor. So let's get started. Stock market. I need you to understand it's not you. It's me. I've increased my personal allocation to crypto. If you know me, you know I'm a strong advocate for investing in the stock market. That's not changing. However, it's very clear that more revenue generating use cases and businesses are being built on blockchains. I believe this is going to drive more adoption, more public tech companies to get involved, better user experiences and user interfaces, better security, and more innovation in the crypto space. This marks the start of my journey deeper into crypto. I'm a beginner in every sense of the word, which is why I think it's important for me to document my journey as I learn. I still have an outsider's perspective and have not built up any, or at least not many biases in crypto, uh, which I think will help me keep an open mind. We'll see about that. So a little disclaimer here. I have no idea which cryptocurrencies will do well and none of this is a recommendation or financial advice. No one should have any confidence in the level of research I've done into any of these uh, because I consider myself an absolute beginner. These opinions are mine and mine only, and this is not financial advice. Also feels appropriate to disclose that I do have personal crypto holdings. And again, these are not recommendations or financial advice, but I'm disclosing that I personally own Ethereum, Solana, Cosmos, Wrapped Luna, which represents uh, Terra or um, Luna, is the ticker. It's probably not called a ticker in crypto, but hey, I'm calling it that. Uh, Polygon, Polymath, Assemble Protocol, Olympus, and Thorchain. So here's my current assumptions. Crypto and blockchain chain technology are here to stay. Everyone investing in the stock market should dedicate time to learning about crypto. Everyone investing in crypto should dedicate time to learning the stock market. Crypto, when combined into one single market, has more upside than the S&P 500 or the stock market over the next 10 years. Crypto has more risk than the stock market over the next 10 years. That's how risk works. There are individual stocks or companies, because there's, you know, every stock represent, 
represents a company that will significantly outperform the stock market and most cryptocurrencies over the next 10 years. There are individual cryptocurrencies that will significantly outperform the, the crypto market and most individual stocks over the next 10 years. I am far more likely to get scammed in crypto. That means investing in a crypto asset that goes to zero, um, losing my crypto wallet and any funds inside permanently, uh, being involved in some type of coin that was pumped by somebody that was that was just profiting, those types of things, um, than in any individual stock, excluding penny stocks, which I don't invest in. This is because stocks are heavily regulated. Regulation will be a good thing for legitimate cryptocurrencies, blockchains, and crypto investors. It's impossible to establish any credible price targets for any cryptocurrencies because the asset class is too new and there's no industry standard. Some people will be right, in quotes, and become very rich off crypto, but that doesn't mean their process for establishing price targets and or allocating capital was right. It just means the outcome worked out in their favor. I will be extremely careful following anyone's research in crypto because it's impossible to know what their incentives actually are. What do they own? What protocol are they being uh, paid to promote? The same is true in stocks with the exception of fund managers who have to disclose their holdings. The number of people developing things and using crypto will be significantly higher in five, 10, and 15 years than it is today. There's tremendous upside in crypto even if Bitcoin doesn't become the global reserve currency, the U.S. dollar doesn't collapse, and civilization as we know it doesn't cease to exist. I don't see any indication that these doomsday scenarios that many love to push will happen. If they do, please continue subscribing to my newsletter that I'll write by hand from an underground bunker somewhere. I have limited time to spend on this stuff, so I'm going to own what I believe are the core cryptocurrencies that will benefit from adoption, dollar cost average into them monthly, keep my allocation at a level that I'm comfortable losing 50% or more. Day trading crypto and or stocks is a fantastic way to lose money and I have zero interest in doing that. Many of the qualities that make uh, great stock market investors will translate directly to crypto. A longer time horizon, proper risk management and a process driven approach are true edges. Balance is important. Remember to take care of your health, your family, and other priorities. So those are my assumptions. I wanted to lay those out there and just be very clear about them. And that's kind of what I'm thinking as I enter this space and try to learn more. Next section we're going to talk about is titled Cryptocurrency Market Cap versus Global Equity Market Cap. There's a lot of numbers in here, so it might help to check out the newsletter uh, just to to see all these figures and the images associated, austin.substack.com. I'm going to define most of the crypto terminology I use, but I've linked to a great glossary of terms for crypto newbies from Morningstar in the newsletter. According to CoinMarketCap, the total market cap of all cryptocurrencies is $2.6 trillion. There are currently 13,164 cryptocurrencies and 422 exchanges. Had no idea there were that many. In October 2020, the total market cap was $400 billion. The global market cap of cryptocurrencies has grown by $2.2 trillion or 
times in value over the last year. For context, the total value of the U.S. equity market is $48.5 trillion, up 20% from $40.7 trillion at the end of 2020. The U.S. stock market has grown by $7.8 trillion since the end of 2020. Global equity market, uh, market capitalization increased by roughly $20 trillion in 2020, ending the year at $105 trillion, which was up 18% year-over-year. On the one hand, the 6.5 times growth in the cryptocurrency market over the last year seems absolutely absurd. On the other hand, it represents 2.5% of the global equity markets. Crypto's growth of $2.2 trillion over the last year was roughly 10% the growth of global equities. Given the difference in current market size, total addressable markets, and growth rates, the $2.2 trillion that crypto grew doesn't seem as excessive. Do I think crypto is going to overtake the global equity markets? No. Maybe in some place in the future, is it? I'm not saying it's not possible, but there is no indication that's happening anytime soon or even, you know, potentially even during my lifetime, although that's a long time and innovation happens fast, so I won't say that. But when I think about it as a part of a broader investment portfolio, it's easy to imagine crypto representing 5 to 10% of a portfolio. There are a lot of regulatory and technical technological barriers to many global investors owning crypto in their portfolios, but I think those barriers will go away over time. That arguably makes crypto more interesting now because it's a headwind that I believe will go away. The next logical question is whether or not the crypto market is overvalued. My answer is that over the long t- over the short term, I have no idea. But just like the stock market, assets are valued based on their potential for future growth. I'm comfortable with the idea that the crypto markets have the potential for higher growth rates ahead compared to global equities. There are a lot of global stock markets I'd never even consider investing in. It makes sense to me that crypto deserves a premium compared to the global equity markets because of the upside potential. However, I could also see the crypto market shrinking by 50% overnight. This is a very realistic possibility and it has happened before. At this point, I'm looking at investing in crypto as a call option, high risk, but high potential return on more people and businesses being interested in it in the future. Some crypto enthusiasts make an argument that crypto and specifically Bitcoin or Ether are sound money. Sound money basically means a currency that can be expected to be stable enough to be a store of value. From my limited knowledge, no crypto is anywhere close to being sound money right now. The prices are too volatile. Many will argue that they are a store of value because there's limited supply, they're decentralized, and etc. So in their opinion, the value will go up exponentially and eventually the price will stabilize. Then they will be sound money and a store of value. I believe this is a potential outcome, but probably 20 plus years in the future. In my opinion, this is a good thing because it means crypto can continue increasing in value before stabilizing. The story of crypto thus far, or maybe maybe this far, I'm not sure what the proper... Uh, word thus this i'm a criminal justice major so give me a break uh is one of mostly dominance by bitcoin and ether with other assets only gaining in popularity in the last few years so now i'm sharing some charts here in this next section it's called the bitcoin dominance chart 
the chart below from coin market cap shows the percentage of total crypto or uh, crypto market cap over the la- uh, for the 10 largest crypto assets in february 2017 bitcoin and ethereum made up 91 percent of all crypto assets with no other asset representing over one percent as of october 2021 bitcoin represents 45 and a half percent ethereum represents 19 percent uh, the other category represents 18%, and there are eight other assets representing at least 1%. So nine crypto assets represent 82% of the total crypto market, or roughly $2.13 trillion. Bitcoin represents a market cap of $1.17 trillion, and Ethereum represents roughly $500 billion. In order for Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other cryptocurrencies to continue their to grow their market capitalizations and sustain them over the long term, they have to drive comparable economic value as compared to corporations with similar market capitalizations. Probably mixed that verb, uh, you know, those words up, but hey, I said it, I'm not editing this. Nobody's got time for that. That statement could be completely wrong, but it's my current view. I've heard some people say, They value everything in Bitcoin and not the U.S. dollar. I'm nowhere close to arriving at that conclusion. I don't think it's intellectually honest to believe that at this time. You can't sustain your livelihood or your life, and by that I mean buying food, utilities, medical, etc., without using the dollar or your local currency. Until you can... And maybe you can in some place in the world, but until you you can in you know most places in the world, uh, I think it's unrealistic to value everything in Bitcoin. The economic value of crypto. So, what is the total economic value of these cryptocurrencies, and do they deserve their current valuations? I have no idea. That'll be the main question I try to answer as I dive deeper into crypto, and I'll share my learnings along the way. If anyone has good data or resources on this, please share in the comments of the newsletter. Uh, there's a button in here that you can you can leave a comment um, or just hit reply to the email if you're signed up for the email list and let me know. I'm new at this, but here's my current view on how blockchains can provide economic value and in turn drive certain cryptocurrencies higher over time. Blockchain technology is a crowdsourced and verified database. However, instead of being sold and managed by a company like Microsoft or Mongo Database, users get access to its features by purchasing one of the digital assets or cryptocurrencies that the database's code understands. Okay, thanks, Austin. You just confirmed my view that crypto is made up and has no value. Well, not so fast. Why is Windows or iOS or Mayonnaise, for that matter, valuable? They're valuable because Windows and iOS provide an interface that millions of people and businesses have agreed to use and therefore derive value from. Mayonnaise is just disgusting. Similar to operating systems or any other software, blockchains will drive economic value if more people believe in them and decide to build revenue-generating use cases and businesses on them. This is only the very beginning of the discussion that I want to have about crypto. It is left to be decided what currency people will ultimately care about that revenue being generated in. Right now, anyone who makes money in crypto can't cover the essentials of living without transferring it to a fiat currency. Will that change in the future? Possibly, but I'll leave it here.
for podcast number one. Questions I have that I'll write about and podcast about in the future. What is the total economic value of those cryptocurrencies? Do they deserve their current valuations? What is the ownership structure of all the mined Bitcoin? Who owns them? Are there just a few whales who own most of the value and can therefore undermine the security and the future of Bitcoin? What even happens when you purchase crypto on an exchange like Coinbase? Why is the wallet experience so horrible right now and when will that improve? Is the explosion in activity on Ethereum from NFTs a potential risk to Ethereum's future because it caused gas prices to go so high? Does this concern open up opportunities for other alternative layer one blockchains? If so, then what does that say about the moat or defensibility of blockchains? What does that mean for the long-term value in US dollars? What are all of these new cryptos like Solana and others? How do we know if something is a total scam? This newsletter and podcast is not only going to focus on crypto. Most of my assets and interest is currently tied to the stock market, so you'll still get updates about stocks and other finance-related topics. I'm trying to make this podcast sustainable for myself and informative for you as a reader and listener. We're at a turning point in history where it's never been easier to be an investor. I want to help spread financial literacy and awareness in a thoughtful way, which is how I'll use this platform. I hope you join me on the ride. And again, please help me get smarter about crypto. Join the newsletter at austin.substack.com. Follow me on Twitter at Lieberman Austin. Subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Leave a rating and review and just share with friends. Um, interact with me and help other people find this and help me get smarter about crypto. And, and um, maybe you'll enjoy reading about um, stocks and, and other companies that I follow. For now, I'll leave it here. Thanks for listening to epo episode one, and I'll see you out there in the uh, internet world, whether that's web two, three, four, or five. Have a good one.